Welcome to Al Bernstein Unplugged Unboxing. In a 40-year Hall of Fame career, Al has chronicled some of the greatest moments in boxing history. On this podcast, you get to hear him expand on those memories and talk about the current news in the sport of boxing. You also hear Al interview some of the biggest names in the sport. Here's Al Bernstein Unplugged. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. We're happy you joined us. On this episode, we're going to concentrate mostly, almost entirely, on the Errol Spence, Danny Garcia pay-per-view broadcast that'll be on December 5th, that fight card, which should be a very interesting uh, card to be sure, especially the main event with Spence and Garcia. It's one of the more important matches of uh, the last quarter of the year uh, for the sport of boxing. Uh, And uh, we've got some of your questions. We've also got uh, two fine guests. We've got Angel Garcia, uh, who, of course, is the trainer of Danny Garcia. Uh, And also we'll be chatting with Sebastian Fundora, who is uh, the very fine uh, 154-pounder who is on the undercard of that uh, card uh, against Jorge Cota, uh, Sebastian Fandora, Fandora, of course, the six foot five inch, hundred and fifty four pounder. Uh, but he is a lot more than just a tall guy in, in that division. He's a very talented fighter, uh, and uh, and he'll be uh, someone we chat with on this show as well. To help me do all of this, we bring in uh, my co-host, Mr. Trip Mitchell. Trip, how you doing today? I am great, and this is a fun show because this pay per view coming up the first week in December. Looks to be very interesting, and and if Errol Spence Jr. comes through this, boy, is his life pretty great. There's some awfully great welterweights out there, but uh, he has got a top five pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He's got things going. Yeah, he really does. And, of course, Danny Garcia at age 32 hopes this is a big win to springboard him to a world title again. He's had two... uh, uh, titles at both 140 and 147 pounds and uh, much uh, uh, much to talk about as it relates to that fight. And we're going to do that as this, uh, as this show continues. Uh, another uh, actual uh, event, boxing event, uh, that's on the docket is this Saturday when Mike Tyson and um, Roy Jones Jr. get together in, a, in their exhibition match. The whole event is an interesting one because Social media has, you know, we live in an age where social media drives events, and it has driven this event. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've added a, a, a music element to it, and uh, it, it's, it, it became a larger-than-life event. And uh, it'll be on Saturday uh, for sure. And uh, filling in for me, my pal, Marl Renal, he is going to uh, step in and do the play-by-play on the event. So uh, the uh, boxing fans will be in good hands uh, with that. Now, as it relates to uh, the um, the Spence Garcia fight, which we uh, which we are kind of zeroing in on on this podcast and this show, uh, we have some questions, I believe, do we not, that uh, pertain to that? Certainly, our first question comes from Darren O'Hare. And by the way, if you have questions, uh, Al's Twitter account is the best spot to send them, and we get great questions. And Darren asks, "What's your opinion of the fight?" Yeah, that's a, a general question, but it I'm going to take it more as a style question, I think. Uh, you know, two fighters who are very different, uh, you have, in effect, though it doesn't equate just to this, the aggressor against the counterpuncher, and the aggressor is Errol Spence Jr., who um, comes forward, 
throws a high volume of punches, is a very powerful puncher, a terrific body puncher. And then Danny Garcia, who is more of a counter puncher, uh, who also has power, especially in his left hook, but uh, he is he likes to let the fight come to him. And so I think we're going to see two very two kind of different styles in there. Um, and the question will be whether Danny Garcia decides to attack uh, more at the beginning of fights and even during the fight, because in his only two losses to uh, very, very close losses to Keith Thurman and Sean Porter, there were periods where he got off to kind of a slow start, I think, in both those fights. And, uh, and some people believe that's what cost him those fights. Okay, and our second question, also on the fight, coming from Surly Bull, and he asks, and this is vis-a-vis Errol Spence's uh, accident that happened uh, quite a while ago, and naturally, can you think, naturally when you work off a cell phone and you're my age, uh, there's always (laughs) something that can go wrong, and uh, anyway, can you think through how you would have felt about this fight pre-accident? And how you think about it now and how much uncertainty in this matchup is not knowing how Spence will do when he returns, as in, can he take the same punch? Would Garcia be a bigger underdog or favorite without these questions? Yeah, you know, big fights are made bigger when there are big questions. And the biggest one is this, you know, the car accident that uh, Errol Spence had after they originally announced this fight. So it was, of course, announced before that happened. Um, and the fact that Spence is coming back without any kind of tune-up fight or anything of that nature and jumping right in against the top fighter in Danny Garcia uh, begs the question, will he be prepared these many months later, Uh, and will there be any residual effects from the accident? Everyone that I know that has seen Errol Spence work and be ready for this fight has suggested that he is totally prepared and looks very good physically, um, in, in sparring and everywhere else. But of course, that's different than actual uh, competition. And so we're going to find out. Uh, now, this fight, when it was announced, was, uh, uh, in my opinion, a competitive fight before there was any kind of accident. Uh, Danny Garcia is a very competitive opponent for uh, Errol Spence. You know, he, as I said, he lost very close decision to Sean Porter. Porter gave uh Spence all he could ask for in Spence's previous fight and lost a split decision to Spence that some people thought Sean Porter could have won. So uh, clearly, these are two fighters, you know, Danny Garcia is on a, a level uh, that puts him appropriately in the ring with uh, Errol Spence. So we're all going to be wondering how, what impact that accident may or may not have had uh, on Errol Spence. And I mentioned earlier that Danny Garcia is not the kind of fighter to, to come forward and be super aggressive at the beginning of fights. Some would think maybe that's an interesting strategy given uh, Spence coming back after, uh, after that accident and the long layoff. But we'll see how it plays out. I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. Uh, I believe that uh, Danny Garcia is going to have to land something of note against Spence uh, as he kind of powers his way in. Uh, and we're going to see if he can do that with his either a counter left hand or, or, or straight right. Um, but uh, for Errol Spence, of course, he believes 
that at age 30, defending his two welterweight titles, uh, that he's going to come up with a, a top performance and further solidify his position in what he thinks makes him the best welterweight in the world. Of course, Terrence Crawford uh, would have uh, a strong counter-argument to that. Um, and, of course, that, those two men uh, thought of kind of at the top of the pyramid at the, uh, in the welterweight division, but many good welterweights uh, certainly are a part of it. Now, the man that uh, I referred to uh, in Danny Garcia uh, with his counterpunching and his uh, overall ability in the ring, well, that is aided and abetted by his dad, Angel Garcia, who is his trainer. And uh, Angel is, is not a shy person, I think we can all safely say. Um, and he is willing to speak his mind. And we had a chance uh, to chat with him. Here's my chat with Angel Garcia. Angel, thanks so much for, uh, for joining me. Uh, pleasure to have a chance to chat with you. You know, I've been privileged to do a number of Danny's fights, announce them, and we've had lots of chats at fighter meetings. One thing I don't think I've ever asked you, though, uh, mm -hmm. you and Danny have taken this boxing journey together since he was a young man. Exactly. And unlike most fathers and sons, you've had to live your relationship in public in front of people. Right. <clears throat> has that ever like weird on you? Did you ever think to yourself, okay, this is this will, a little bit of a struggle to have everybody, um, you know, psychoanalyzing us and evaluating us? Well, yeah, sometimes I feel like they, they act like they know us. Like basically behind the desk, somebody writing about Danny or me, like good or bad. You know, it, it's kind of like, well, I do get a little frustrated sometimes, so I try to like calm down. But it do like, it irritates me sometimes because they don't know me, right? You know what I mean. Half of the people don't know me. They just seeing what they see on, on TV or or the press conference, you know. But you gotta understand that my son's going in there. He's putting his life involved because you know how this sport is. You've been in this sport a yeah. long time. It's a brutal sport, and, and you know I can't go and be a nice guy all the time. I, you know, you ready to go in there with my son? Physically uh, beat each other to death because that's what this sport is about. It's about being a gladiator. So when people come at Danny negative, it gets me angry when they don't give him credit for the stuff he has done. For the sport well, of interesting you, you said that, and that kind of leads me to the next thing I was going to ask you about. Um, you, you know, Danny goes into this fight with Errol Spence as a betting underdog. He's been an underdog before, uh, was <laughs> the underdog against Lucas Matisse, one of his, you know, signature yeah. victories. And, uh, mm -hmm. So it seems to me that kind of fuels you guys a little bit. Does it actually help motivate things? Well, yeah, it gets more focused because they really think they, well, I don't know if Spence's team is thinking like that. They're just going to have a, they're just going to run through Danny to uh, December 5th. I mean, I know what we're going to do. We, we're going to go in and try and, you know, try to bring, bring that title home. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and the thing is that they can underrate us all they want. Because, you know, Khan was 7-1, and Khan didn't have a chin. Matisse, I don't, know, I don't know where he was at. The odds was against him, but Danny was the champion. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing. I think everybody that knows boxing understands that uh, in this fight, Danny Garcia has every chance to win. Um, and As much uh, as he does, but we, we bring it at home because you got to understand that I'm not saying that would Danny get credit after he take it to uh, Spence's ass? You know, excuse the words. Yeah. They're, they're going to blame it on the car accident. 
Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. Well, you're, you're, not, you're not gonna bring that. Yeah, you're you're approaching this fight as if you're gonna get the most healthy uh, Errol Spence, and I've heard your comments. So you feel like if they say he's ready, then he's ready. Well, you're right because if a doctor can okay you and clear and clear you for for a fight, for a mega fight like this with a puncher like Danny, because we're not listen, we're not going to Texas handicap. He's going to get hit. And the same way Danny might get hit, would he suck it up? That's the question. Yeah. That's the question that people got to ask themselves. Would he be able, because you know he hasn't been hit like that. Right. He hasn't been hit. He hasn't, all the fights he had, even when he was coming up, you know, they took good care of him. Because the only three names you could give me right now, if I was to ask you, that you know of, will be the three people you know that I know that he for. Right. And Carol Brooks, when he won that title, he was already done because Triple G iced him. So I'm not taking nothing from Carol Brooks, but he's like a kind. He's a big name, but he ain't got no chin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so people I understand. understand that December 5th is a fight. And I'm taking this very seriously, y'all. This is not, this is, I'm not taking this as a joke. I'm not saying this just because I want to look good because I know what Danny could do. Yeah. Because we always get the underdog, even in the amateurs. Yeah. But we had, we're, not, we're not new at this. I'll look back there. You see all them balls back there? <laughs> he earned all that out. That's true. That's true. He, he did. It. Nobody ever gave him that out. He earned that. And fact. he earned it with his hands. He worked hard for that. It's true. And sometimes, you know, you, you make the point that uh, uh, people tend to not necessarily from the beginning when he fought Khan, people are, are always thinking, well, he's kind of, maybe he's not up to this task. And of course, invariably he has been, even in his two losses, very close losses, it could have gone his way. Um, now in those fights, and some people talk about, and I've heard you talk about this particular fight, that you want him to be, uh, you want to really put it on Errol Spence. And, and some would say that maybe the only thing that's happened to Danny in a couple of those close losses was he built a hold for himself. Uh, will we see an aggressive Danny Garcia from the beginning? Yeah, we, we coming at him out. We're not going to go there. We're not going to Texas. We're not flying all the way to Texas to play. We don't play boxing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You play basketball, you play football. We don't play boxing. You know, this, this is the brutal sport. You know, we're training for this. We're going to Texas. We're going to fight, y'all. Will, will he be ready to fight, y'all? Mm. Right, so will we can will they be ready? Will they be ready to fight? Yeah. So we can expect to see uh, a very aggressive Danny, Danny Garcia. Garcia. You're gonna see Danny Garcia, the Danny Garcia show in Texas, in Dallas Stadium at the ATM. <laughs> now you, uh, you, uh, you had an interesting comment about, um, as an Eagles fan, what you might do uh, after your victory uh, based Dan on. Your Danny's gonna run out there like Tio and run on top of the star. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, there's no there's no rivalry like the Eagles and the uh, Cowboys. You got you and guys. Rivalry, Eagles and out uh, in Dallas. It's a rivalry against the, uh, the Cowboys. You're gonna emulate Terrell Owens in that. And I think you said you were gonna sit on the Dallas Cowboy uh, helmet. Is that yeah, what you meant? Stood on, he stood. We gonna sit on it. <laughs> okay. Um, you you're. This is uh, finally. This, this is uh, 
been a journey, as I mentioned for you guys, over the course of a long time. Danny is now 32 years old and uh, very much, you know, an uh, uh, established career, but one that still has a final portion to be written. Um, do you think that this fight is like the perfect way to ignite or launch a, a, a final chapter in Danny's career that would be special? Well, uh, um, you know, honestly, we haven't got credit yet. Uh, so I don't think this, this is going to make, I mean, we're not going to get credit. I know, I know for a fact. Even if, if he I, wins against Errol Spence? Well, even if he wins, people are going to say that Errol Spence had a car accident. I can already see it, Al. I can smell it already. Well, I'll give him credit if he wins. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him credit. I'm going to love him to die when he wins. Yeah. No, baby, don't do that. No, I got Philly trying to play. No, baby, don't do that. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, baby, please. You're busy it's there. Is huh? uh, Danny's daughter. Oh, there you go. We got a visitor. I like that. I like that. An extra visitor. Um, okay, so, well, I, I, but you will take satisfaction, clearly, if he can. <laughs> no, yeah, listen, I'm going to be love. I'm going to love him to death when he becomes champion again. Right. I'm a love to death, Al. Well, there you go. That, people that's, that, love that, him, if the people want to love, I can't force nobody to love them or, you know, give them credit in the sports world. Right. But I know, well, and deep in my heart, I'm a love them to the, to the day I die. Well, I think that's obvious. Even, yeah. even people that, uh, you know, have difficulty with your brash style and all the rest, I think they understand you love your son, that's for sure. And, mm -hmm. uh, and you've done a, a, an excellent job in training him and He's, uh, he's one of the top fighters in the welterweight division, and he would like to win that title to be called the top one. Um, and uh, best of luck to you guys in the fight. Thank you, Al. Appreciate you. All right. Take care, Angel. Hey, all right, Al. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. You know, ever since I started out, people have been asking me for advice on all kinds of things, but in covering sports, it's usually about who's going to win and what team they should bet on. Well, you got the Patriots or the 49ers this week, the Bucks or the Raiders. Well, the best piece of advice I can give to anyone is where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. It's why I always tell people to visit my bookie. They've got deposit matches, free bets, and huge cash prize contests for you to take advantage of all season long. NFL action? Check. College ball? Check. Plus, they have a mobile-friendly website and a top-of-the-line top customer service, making their platform a one-stop shop for all your betting needs. Now, MyBookie offers action on everything from championship futures to NFL in-game live betting, making sure you're covered every step of the way. Congrats if you're one of the ones to cash in on the generous early season odds on the Lakers to win the NBA championship. Sign up at MyBookie today, and when you do, use our promo code BERNSTEIN to claim a halfway match on your deposit. So if you put up $200, they'll spot you another 100 to play with. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and give you a head start on your winning season. So that promo code is Bernstein. That, that's promo code Bernstein, B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N, -E so you can claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, of course, we're part of the game before that presidential election, all the major sports, and more await you. You can sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. Well, MyBookie gives uh, me uh, some credits to work with to actually make wagers during the football season, and so far I have not been hugely successful, I will say, 
But this week, Trip, we have uh, we we have a game on tap. Uh, which one is it that we have on tap for this week? So Angel Garcia, a more subdued Angel than uh, than some people get. But then you know, I I didn't I wanted to to get his thoughts on things in a uh, uh, from a more nuanced. Uh, fashion, and I, I think he provided that. Uh, he, of course, will be leading his son into battle on December 5th. Now, uh, I, also on that card, uh, there are some excellent fights, and one of them features Sebastian Fundora uh, taking on Jorge Cota, and Fundora is a very, very interesting man in a division that is filled with talent. The 154-pound division has so many great fighters in it, and this young man has a chance to etch his name uh, in that division as one of the top fighters. Here's our chat with him. Sebastian, thanks for uh, joining me, and uh, this is on the precipice of what is um, an important fight for you because it's on the undercard of Spence Garcia, and uh, it's the chief support for that fight. So you should get a lot of attention as you fight um, Jorge Cota. Is this a moment that you think is going to be a special one for you? Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, this is my second time fighting on a pay-per-view card. Uh, we started this year fighting on the Wilder and Fury card, so that that was a big fight too. I, it's 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 always uh, uh, nice to to fight on big places. Uh, this is another big place, AT and T Stadium. Um, and I'm excited that the fans are going to be back too. So, yeah. Now, you, uh, you speaking of big, you are one of the tallest 154 pounders at six foot five. And people put a big emphasis on that. It becomes the story. But in reality, of course, you are a fighter who not only uses your height and reach, but you are quite the, um, uh, the explosive puncher. And you know how to fight on the inside as well. Do you think sometimes people place an emphasis on your height that almost takes away from some of your other abilities? Yeah, maybe. Like, uh, like after every fight, everybody's telling me stuff like, like, like you should use your jab more, and and that I should use my reach and stuff like that. But uh, I, I've been going through these fights, finding well. I've been fighting power punchers, uh, people that would have good inside game, apparently, and I've been doing just fine. Yeah, you mix it up using your height and your reach, but also fighting well on the inside. You did that against Nathaniel Gallimore, who was a, a very fine 154-pounder, still is, and had never been knocked out. And you were able to stop him. Uh, did that feel like kind of a milestone for you? Oh, definitely, definitely. It, it felt like it was a step into the, the top 10 contenders in the division, you know? Uh, and and it, it told everybody at 154 that we're, we're, we're here to do something for real. Now, you are uh, uh, in Kota, you're facing a fighter who is either he knocks people out or he gets knocked out. 27 knockouts and 30 wins, and yet he's been stopped three times in his four losses. So we can probably expect explosive action in this fight, I'm guessing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, I, yeah, I keep hearing that he's a, he's a hard hitting fighter. I think I'm a hard hitting fighter, so we'll just see who hits harder that uh, December 5th. Now, you're in a division at 154 pounds that is one of the best in boxing. And at 22 years of age, you are poised to make uh, a big run. Uh, is that a division you think you can stay at for a little while? 
Yes, yes. Until I become champion, I plan to be on 154. Who are some of the 154-pound fighters that you see in your future that you would like to fight? There's so many good ones in the division. Well, Kota first. I want to get uh, get get, uh, get this fight through, and then after that, I guess whoever has the belt, because this this division is always flip flopping. Do you do you feel like you're ready for a world title shot right now? Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm already fighting for a WBC eliminator, so you know. What kind of performance uh, can we expect to see from you uh, against Kota in this fight? Uh, an exciting performance. I plan to throw a lot of punches and and, uh, and just make a great show. You uh, your style of fighting is one of a lot of volume punching uh, and power as well. Uh, have you and your dad worked on specific things that you feel like you want to improve? Uh, really? Uh, no, we, we just just going back and doing the hard work that we're supposed to do you know um and 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 as our body develops through with age and maturity uh we just work with stuff we just keep working on what we've been doing because it's been working fine at age 22 uh as i mentioned you you have a you know an amazing future uh are you surprised at this age you've actually in a way your your accelerated um path has taken you on the cusp of potential uh, world title recognition. It's has this come quicker than you even thought. Yeah, we've been doing this since we were little, so it, it not that I'm surprised or anything like that. It's it's nice and it's a blessing, but but we've been working hard this whole time. Um, my father and me, we've been I've been boxing since I was eight, so these are just steps to 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 the main thing and becoming a world champion. So you've been at it so long that it's it it, it it feels like it's kind of on time, right? Yes, yes. All right. Well, good luck against uh, Jorge Cota. That's going to be a, an exciting evening uh, on December 5th. And uh, you're an important part of that night. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you. So we'll see how uh, Sebastian Fundora does on December 5th. That should be quite a card with... Uh, Errol Spence and Danny Garcia. And as we mentioned, uh, before all that happens, uh, on uh, Saturday, November 28th, uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. in their uh, encounter. And one of the people that will be involved in that, uh, unfortunately, as I said, I won't, but uh, a gentleman that will be there is the man that is training uh, Roy Jones Jr., Tom Yankello, who, of course, his website, uh, World Class Boxing, uh, and has an association with us, and uh, it's a terrific website, which if you have not seen, uh, has, it's a YouTube uh, channel that is, uh, shows his expertise uh, at breaking down boxing and training, and uh, it's good for young boxers who uh, want to uh, learn the sport, and it's also interesting for fans in general to learn more about uh, different uh, nuances of the sport. And Tripp, he'll be trying to put all those in effect for Roy Jones Jr. against uh, Mike Tyson. Yeah, and uh, right, it seems at least that this fight is a social media creation. Mike Tyson at 52 years of age is in great shape. 
On the other hand, Roy Jones has seen a punch in anger much more recently than Mike. So, uh, and Roy Jones Jr., just a phenomenal athlete, and uh, I'm. It's going to be fun to watch. Well, everyone's curious to see what uh, what happens, and uh, we'll find out on uh, Saturday, March, uh, November twenty eighth. Here is it uh, as it's coming Saturday as it uh, as it comes up. Um, now we are going to. Uh, be able to further preview the December 5th uh, Spence Garcia fight uh, on our next podcast because Derek James is going to be our guest um, uh, on our next uh, show. Derek, of course, is the trainer of Errol Spence Jr., also the trainer of Jamel Charlo. So we'll have a chance not only to talk about the Spence fight, but also to talk with him about his philosophy of training and also the career of Jermel Charlo, which, of course, um, is in uh, stratospheric uh, mode right now after he beat uh, Rosario uh, on the pay-per-view uh, card that we did on Showtime. And so uh, Derek James could be headed toward another Trainer of the Year award in boxing. So we'll have a chance to chat with him. Well, my thanks to Tripp for his fine work, as always. Uh, thanks to Angel Garcia and Sebastian Fandora for uh, visiting with us. And thanks uh, to you for watching. Take care.